You're listening to Once, episode 234, Devils Do Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron, And we just finished watching this episode, Devil's Due, which it's about time that one of our theories was due for confirmation. One of our long-held theories that we've put out there, I think maybe two, maybe even three years ago, we theorized that Belle and Rumpelstiltskin would someday have a child. <laughs> it's finally coming due. Well, not the child. It's not due yet, but it's so young that Belle doesn't even know she's pregnant yet. But but that theory is coming due to fruition. Yeah. I think it's like maybe her baby's like two days old at this point. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I, I remember that being predicted on the podcast, but I, I feel like I just block everything Belle and Rumpel out. So I don't even I've never even thought of that. <laughs> To be honest, <laughs> it certainly complicates things a lot more because of Rumpel being the dark one again and being a villain again. At first, when Hades was saying, You hid something from me, I was thinking, Yes, hesitant cheer. Maybe he saved Mila instead of sent her into the, the <laughs> lost souls lake. But maybe, uh, no, no, that's not what he was hiding. <laughs> He had his game face on for that scene, so I was pretty sure Mila was a goner, which was unfortunate because it's the first time I ever liked Mila. I was looking forward to a Hook and Mila reunion. Just with them on the side when it made things super awkward. Well, yeah, it was as if it wasn't already <laughs> awkward. <laughs> they verbalized exactly what we've been talking about. You are with my husband now, and you were with my son before? <laughs> or not husband, but you know. Yeah, we we got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is weird, but it's not like any of them are related. Right. <laughs> and there's the whole lack of aging and hundreds of years apart thing. And Neverland, yeah. you know, Neverland just kind of is the reset button for some people. <laughs> but speaking of reset button, a horse was Regina's reset. Yeah, I was at first when that horse was there, I was like, is that the horse? Because she killed a horse as her, you know, thing she loves most. Right. In I that wondered episode. if that was the one. But I don't remember ever seeing an orange horse. So I don't know if it was just that she needed to show mercy to get her powers back or I didn't, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, but I'm glad she's, you know, able to make the fireballs now. Yeah. <laughs> she's back. I think it is related to mercy. Like, what she was maybe trying to do when she was trying to use her magic before was using the angry side of her magic. But now yeah. this was the mercy side. And as uh, Rick Rack is suggesting in the chat room right now, maybe this was a gift from Daniel. Since it seems people who have moved on to a better place can kind of see some of what's going on in other realms. Maybe Daniel could see that, see Regina go to his grave see the stuff that was going on and sent that horse somehow. I don't know. Yeah, that would that would be cool if they could do that. I was glad that Daniel wasn't in this world because I was just thinking as I was watching it that 
the events of, I think it was the doctor in season two really wrapped up that storyline to me and kind of, it wouldn't have done justice to Daniel, like Daniel's kind of sacrifice of saying like that he, he wasn't right being back and that she needed to go love again. That felt very closed and that felt it was kind of as good of an ending as you could expect in a show that at that time said dead is dead. I'm glad he wasn't in the underland yeah. underworld. And we know his name, his full name now, Daniel Coulter. Nice <laughs> for a person who is known for being the stable boy. Yeah, that was good. By the way, the guy who played the the witch doctor sort of person in there was Aaron Douglas. He's from Battlestar Galactica. So I, I didn't check the credits, but that makes me think that this is a Jane Espenson episode. But we didn't hear anyone say something about gods, plural. So maybe it wasn't. But we'll we'll see that uh, in our upcoming full discussions. I forget to look at who is the writer of these episodes when I watch them the first time, because I'm just trying to watch the scene, not necessarily read the credits, especially since sometimes the credits contain mild spoilers based yeah. on who will appear in the episode. Yeah, I have never noticed. I like sometimes I'll I'll notice Barbara Hershey. That's the only name that I seem to notice in the in the credits at the beginning, and I usually already know that she's been cast at least, like brought back for another episode. Yeah. So I was wondering about the river, and I guess it kind of got the very first note that I made for tonight is who who predictions on who's going to get shoved into the river. And I was thinking that it might not be tonight. It might be in the future. And I guess somebody else still could, because I could imagine that being the next mission, trying to find the memory or the lost soul of whoever gets shoved in the river. And my prediction was Henry, but I misunderstood at that time what the river did. I thought it just made the person completely forget who they were, not that they actually got sucked into the river and had to stay there. So you think that Mila is stuck in that river and lost? Or do you think that she was enabled to move on? I think, well, Hades said that if you touched the river, you would be lost forever, I think. So my impression of that at the time was that Hook would just lose himself, Mm. not that he would physically be lost, but that his memory would be lost, very Storybrooke style. So then I just thought it would be Henry's turn to be the one that everybody had to try and save. He hasn't had a turn at that for a while. So, (laughs) But then, um, yeah, when Mila got pushed in, that's not really what happened. I was expecting just her memory to escape her, not her just be stuck in the river. When we do our upcoming full discussion, Jacqueline will probably have some great insight on what the River of Lost Souls is about from Greek mythology, since she's our Greek mythology expert. And yeah. Actually, someone I saw recently tweeted or shared on Facebook, it was Jack who writes our show notes. She shared the episode on Facebook and she said, I learned more about Greek mythology from Jacqueline in the podcast than I ever learned from my teachers. <laughs> so there we go, educating you on Greek mythology. But you know what prevents us from falling into the river of lost souls? <laughs> It's you, our kind heroes, who you don't reach in. You save us from falling into the river of lost souls. You go out to oncepodcast.com slash hero and support the podcast, and we could not do this podcast without you. Without you, we would fall into the river of lost souls, and this podcast would become lost for forever. (laughs) And ever. 
<laughs> so for this episode, I want to thank Lisa Slack, David Newland, and DJ Firewolf. You hear these names very frequently as they are regular contributors. And we now have 28 heroes on Patreon. Special thanks to Andrew Pendleton, our new hero. Welcome to the League of Heroes for Once podcast. Thank you very much for your kind support. You keep each episode going episode after episode, and we're very grateful for that. We've been able to recently change the way the live page works. So instead of the live page being on some other site, our oncepodcast.com slash live is actually on oncepodcast.com. So we're very grateful for your support. It enables us to do things like that and keep the community running and be able to fix problems as they come up or to do other cool things. Like we're going to have a once upon a time finale party season finale party in the greater cincinnati area at the end of season five so we're really looking forward to that details will be coming soon on that but already i'm thinking we got to get the biggest tv possible probably like a (laughs) 70 inch a great sound system some really comfortable seating a nice cozy place to enjoy watching the show and supporting the podcast helps us do things like that. But it's not only about those few who can come, but it's about bringing these details to you episode after episode, the sound clips, the screenshots. We could not do that without your support. So when you support, even if it's as little as a dollar per month, that helps us cover those expenses to bring this information to you. We couldn't do this without you. So thank you for saving us from the river of lost souls. Now, if you haven't had that opportunity to be a hero to the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero to see your options there. I really recommend that you consider signing up as a regular ongoing hero, and that's through Patreon, and you can give as little as a dollar per month or more than that. Do whatever you're comfortable with, and we'd really appreciate that. That's at oncepodcast.com slash hero, and thank you for your support. I want to go back to the baby thought. Because there was something else in this episode that stood out to me about a baby. Not Belle's baby, but inside of Emma's house, there was baby stuff. Now, yes, I know. It was Emma's baby mobile that was hanging up there. Okay, that's understandable, sure. But below it was a baby bed. But I think that was Emma's baby bed, wasn't it? Okay, well, that, that could make sense if it was Emma's baby bed. So I had noticed that because I love that, that just, it's been kind of iconic through the series, um, just with regards to Emma's journey, they were going into what is now Emma's house. And I had written down, was that all there because she was supposed to die as an infant? Cause Regina was <laughs> storming the palace to kill Emma Yeah, in the pilot because she knew that Emma was going to be the one to break the curse. So I was wondering if Emma was supposed to die, and that's why her stuff is there. But that stuff is really in the Enchanted Forest still in present day, as far as we know. So it's very interesting. Well, no, because the mobile, we have seen that in Gold's shop back in season one. That was one of the things that David was looking Mm -hmm. at uh, before he looked at the windmill, which then made him become Storybrooke David and forget his confusing fairy tale background didn't we also see it in season two when emma and snow went to get the rest of the magical wardrobe and emma they had that very heart-to-heart conversation about emma realizing the sacrifice snow had made and i don't think the mobile was there if it was then that's that's an early continuity problem the crib was there yeah was definitely there 
Maybe a broken piece of the mobile? Maybe. I don't know. I could see that. That would be easy enough. Now, that'd be something to go back and check. I believe that was the episode Lady of the Lake, but Jacqueline probably knows that because she's now the walking once upon a time dictionary. <laughs> Hashtag hire the nerd. I would say that's pretty accurate. I just, I can't remember season two episode names anymore, but <laughs> now that you say that, I would say that's true. <laughs> yeah. So Hades wants Rumple to be his lackey and continue sending people down to the underworld. And Rumple's gone along with it. So Rumple has made this deal. There's got to be a loophole somewhere. But then Hades found a loophole again. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be like just loophole after loophole after loophole. Well, if you think about it, Hades has been watching Rumple work for a very long time. So yeah. if anyone's going to find a loophole with Rumple, it's going to be him. But it's... um. There's a lot of deals happening, and everybody in this show knows by now the deals are not good, especially deals with Rumple or evil people. <laughs> yeah. And that seemed more of a threat from Hades that I'll come take your baby anytime I want to than that he's going to. I think that if Hades could come and take souls, he wouldn't want Rumple back in Storybrooke killing people. So True. desperately. But I guess if it's in the contract, then I I was like, who says you can sign a contract over to someone else? That's a loophole. <laughs> yeah. Well, that has happened before. Remember, it was it was Cinderella who used the magic that we discovered later was squid ink, but in the quill. <laughs> and then it was the Prince Thomas who said, if there's a price to pay, I'll pay it. And he did pay that price. Hmm. Yeah. So, That's yeah, the, the price can be transferred, but it does have to be paid. That's the point. No, but I mean, they transferred the receiver of the price in this episode. Instead of right. yeah. that guy, the tattoo face, getting it, now Hades is somehow entitled to the second born child. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to become a really interesting plot. I loved that Mila was a crosswalk guard. <laughs> Protecting the dead children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it was really cool to see her. There are certain characters that I don't think of and I haven't been thinking of until they show up and Mila is one of them. There have been the expected characters, like some of the villains and such. But then Mila was like, whoa, didn't even think of seeing her. But hey, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it fit really well with the story and it, it provided some like there were some some lines of hers and you know the just the discussion about the awkwardness of the entire situation that provided some chuckles just you know Rumpelstiltskin I'm sure that we're gonna laugh ourselves sick over this <laughs> um yeah it was good to see her and it was good to see that she kind of reformed in her as a as a dead person she was still super unpleasant in the past and she's become much better in the underworld because she wants to finish her business or whatever. And, you know, speaking of the past, I wonder, I can't quite remember all the details, but I thought that early on in Rumpelstiltskin's history, we learned about a deal going badly. And we theorized that that deal was the deal he made with his son over going to a land without magic. And then that's what sent Bay to a land without magic or fictional London or somewhere. <laughs> Instead of Rumple going with him. And we thought that was the deal that Rumple regretted. I'm now thinking this is the deal 
the second born child. And that's why he then became so obsessed with making deals and knowing all the details and all of that. I was uh, surprised that Mila took that deal so harshly. I'm sure that Rumpel did not think they were ever going to have more children. And he did what he had to do to save his son. I just, I don't know. That that was part of why I wasn't a huge fan of her. Like she, he's doing everything he can and she's still not treating him very nicely. Yeah. But I would say this probably is the deal that went bad, but it seems like he hasn't, maybe he just hasn't thought about having kids with Belle up until now, but otherwise it seems like it kind of came out of left field. Well, he also thought that he found the loophole in the deal and he had never have to fulfill it. So he's oh, forgotten yeah. about that deal probably. That's true. And this is probably what inspired Mila to start chasing after Hook because that we got to see that first encounter between Hook and Mila and how she at first was saying, oh, I've got responsibilities, mm-hmm. a child and, oh yeah, a husband too. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. She was clearly very unhappy in her marriage at that time. Yeah. That they had established that previous to her meeting Hook. Right. So now it all comes full circle a bit. We're getting little details of things that I like that we're seeing these missing pieces falling into place. Some of the missing pieces don't always seem that relevant, but some of them are little pieces that we've wondered, like, why did Mila start going after Hook? Or how did they meet? Or how did uh, Henry Sr. get to Wonderland and be get shrunk like that? And what was that first deal that went badly for Stiltskin? Some of that stuff, they're filling in some of these details. And it's, it's nice. I think it also helps legitimize the flashbacks instead of simply making the flashbacks a means to tell the existing story. But the flashbacks can also sometimes give us some of those details that we've wanted. Yeah, for sure. Another detail that they've kind of it has not been pulled out of left field for us because we talked about it in the winter finale episode was Emma thinking that she can share her heart with Hook. Yeah. When we all know that Emma's heart cannot be taken, mind you, it could still maybe be taken by her, like if she herself takes it out, which we know can be done. But uh, like we know that you can take your own heart, whether Emma can get through her own magic to take it, I don't know. But I'm glad that they've, you know, we got to see the Care Bear stare again. (laughs) And um, Emma knew that. So I don't understand why she's acting (laughs) so, like, confused. She knows her heart can't be taken. It's from Queen of Hearts uh, when Cora tried to take her heart. So I'm glad that they left that consistent. I would have been very disappointed if she was able to have her heart taken suddenly. Unless it's something like, her heart can't be taken, but she can allow it to be taken or she can give it because it's part of true love. Remember what we learned when we first saw her heart not be able to take in was that she said, uh, Cora said, love is weakness. And then that's when Emma realizes my heart can't be taken. No, love is strength. Care Bear stare. Yeah. Well, I don't think Emma knew at that time her heart couldn't be. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. That's when she realized that her heart couldn't be taken. Right. Such an epic moment. And I think she even told Rumpel about that. She did. I, I looked up her exact words during the episode when she was acting all confused. She basically said to him, she was blasted back by something inside of me like, and Rumpel said, magic. Yeah. And that's kind of when she realized that she had magic. Yeah. And by the way, she's been the only one who could use her magic predictably 
in the Underbrook. Yes. But I wonder if Hades is having some kind of control over that because he seemed to want to let Emma, like he knew that that was happening. So I don't know. It's very strange the way this magic works in the underworld. Yeah. Well, so what did you think about this episode? We'd love your feedback for our upcoming full discussion. Please email that to feedback at oncepodcast.com, or you can call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221, or send a voice message through the website at oncepodcast.com. One of the best ways that you can help us with the podcast is to tell other people about it. So go to this podcast's show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 234. Click on the sharing buttons there to share it to Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, StumbleUpon, Reddit. Share it with your family and friends. Share it with the world. This is meant to be shared, and that's a great way to support the podcast. That's at oncepodcast.com slash 234. That also has all of our feedback information there in case you didn't catch that, that we mentioned it. And we'd love to include your feedback in our upcoming full discussion, which we do on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time at oncepodcast.com slash live. Please connect with us on Twitter at Once Podcast, and I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Aaron, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. You'll be hearing from the rest of our crew, Jeremy, Jacqueline, and Hunter, in our upcoming full discussion. So we're looking forward to that. And until next time, I'm not angry, I'm disappointed. <laughs> on second thought, I'm angry. But thanks for listening. <laughs> Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of Once Podcast. If you would like to be one of them and keep the podcast going, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero and thank you for your support.